Super Talk Mississippi media production. Running a business is tough. If you're struggling with HR benefits and payroll, you're not alone. Many businesses just don't have the resources to keep up. That's where MWG Employer Services comes in. We provide a full range of employer services with everything from payroll to benefits to HR services and compliance and can create a custom plan that fits your needs and budget. We're a Mississippi-based company that can help you focus on what you do best, growing your business. Call MWG Employer Services today at 601-206-7966 or go to MWG Employer Services You're listening to Sports Talk Mississippi On Demand, presented by Pearl River Resort. Escape to Choctaw, Mississippi and enjoy world-class gaming, the Dancing Rabbit Golf Club, and Geyser Falls Water Park. Escape to Pearl River Resort. To the junction, in the grove, and to the top. This, this is Sports Talk Mississippi. On your radio and in the game. Right here on Super Talk Mississippi. Good Monday afternoon. Sports Talk Mississippi with you, streaming at supertalk.fm and supertalk TV. We're coming to you, as always, from the Pearl River Resort Studios. Pearl River Resort is the home of the sports book at the Golden Moon Casino. Check them out online at pearlriverresort.com. As always, you can be a part of the conversation on the Ceasefire text line. The number is 601 879 4395. If you want to give your business the edge, get gigabit fiber internet from Ceasefire Business, backed by world class IT professionals, experts even, who live where you do, right here in Ceasefire Country. Check them out online at ceasefire.com slash business. Uh, again, the number is 601 879 4395. We want you to be a part of the conversation. We would love to hear from you this afternoon. I think on uh, on various occasions, all three of us have talked about the fact that uh, we've got really cool jobs. We love what we do for a living. We get to talk about sports for a living, and we genuinely look forward to coming to work every day because 15 weeks or 15 hours out of the week, we get to talk about sports, and the lion's share of that is about sports right here in the state of Mississippi, Mississippi State, Ole Miss, Southern Miss, the SEC, things that matter here to people in the state of Mississippi. But there are occasionally days where maybe we look a little less forward to opening the mics because we're not sure exactly what to say and we're not sure exactly how to say it. And this is one of those days. For the last 18 hours or so, um, many in the state of Mississippi have been consumed by the news or the lack of news as it pertains to Mike Leach, the head football coach at Mississippi State. I find it very hard to believe that any of you listening at this point have not heard at least something about this. Um, I I think the most recent update we have is that Mike Leach is in critical condition uh, at the University of Mississippi Medical Center in Jackson um, after a serious health issue that occurred in his home overnight, Saturday night into Sunday morning. He was taken initially to Octibaha County Hospital and was then later transported to Jackson and UMMC. Um, 
it does not feel right or appropriate for us to speculate about his condition. There's plenty of news out there. There are updates, uh, a couple of them official updates from Mississippi State um, that basically say when there is more information available, the university or the family will make that information known. Uh, But there is enough reporting and there is enough, I think, credible information that we can all uh, agree that the current situation for Mike Leach is extremely critical and there has been a steady request for uh, for prayers for the family, uh, for the doctors and the nurses involved in his care, and for uh, for Coach Leach himself. Last night, late last night, Brian Haydad uh, did a special edition, shorter version than normal of uh, Thunder and Lightning. He was by himself. Uh, if you have not listened to that, I would encourage you to do so. It's about 25 minutes, and it's a little raw, but it was, uh, I thought, extremely respectful and extremely well done. And, hey, Dad, with that, I, I feel like I should kind of open it up to you. This, this conversation will go, I'm sure, a lot of different directions throughout the course of this afternoon. Uh, suffice it to say, it has been a difficult 24 to 36 hours for the Leach family, uh, for friends, um, co-workers, acquaintances, and for the larger Mississippi State family, and frankly, for the larger college football family, as tributes to Mike Leach uh, have been pouring out via social media channels and interviews uh, throughout the course of the day. Yeah, it was about this time yesterday that everything started to break uh, uh, as far as, you know, the early details of what was going on with Mike Leach. And unfortunately, every update that I've gotten there that, that Mississippi State has released or anything, not, not, it has not been positive. Uh, and it feels like we're trending in the wrong direction there. Um, so that being said, uh, you know, it, it's been a very surreal uh, few, few days for me. Uh, when you consider, and I, I've tweeted about this and talked about it on the podcast, uh, you know, Richard, I, I sent you a text from my, my I had my annual Christmas party on uh, on Saturday night, and I was able to surprise my guests with Mike Leach coming in. Uh, I talked to him on Monday and s- see if he would be able to join us, and we got a little bit back and forth because I knew they were recruiting this weekend. But he found a window to come over. He and his son uh, came over and spent a spent about an hour with my my, my family and friends, and. He couldn't have been in better spirits. He was laughing, joking, eating, talking, taking pictures. And uh, when he left, he was like, Brian, next year, let's do this after signing day so I can stay the whole night. I was like, we'll see what we can do for you, coach. And shook his hand, and he left. And, you know, didn't think anything of it. And then, you know, about 2.30 yesterday afternoon, I got a text uh, alerting me that something was going on, that, that he had missed practice. That he had missed a meeting, and and uh, that that you know, they th- they thought something was wrong. They were having a team meeting at that moment to to try to explain what was happening, and and, and then it just sort of went from there. Uh, that that you got the news he had, he had been sick and been been in, admitted to the hospital, and they were trying to get him down to Jackson, and it's it's just gone from there. I feel bad that we don't have any real updates. It's very possible that during the course of this show we will get updates. And we will certainly pass those along as we get them. But 
what you said just a minute ago, the only real thing that people can do right now is if you're the praying type, just to pray, and if you're not, to do whatever it is that brings you peace or brings you answers. Uh, but that's that's kind of where we are right now with Mike Leach. There's been a lot that has been written and a lot that has been said, um, and I've read a lot of it, and I know you guys have as well. I thought maybe the most measured thing that had been written by someone who clearly knew Mike Leach from his time at Washington State was written by John Canzano. You can uh, read that at his website, John Canzano, C-A-N-Z-A-N-O.com. I'm not going to read the entire thing, but I will read um, the first few paragraphs. He wrote, Mike Leach had trouble sleeping late Saturday night. Before he drifted off on the sofa at his home in Mississippi, he sent some text messages to friends. Leach is 61. He's now in critical condition at the University of Mississippi Medical Center. He was airlifted there Sunday. It's been reported that the Mississippi State football coach suffered a massive heart attack. That may or may not be true. His family isn't even certain of that yet, I'm told. But I do know that Leach has been suffering from heart failure for a while. Fluid around his heart, fluid around his lungs. He's battled pneumonia this season, too. You may have noticed Leach has had a persistent hacking cough. I'm told that Leach didn't exactly collapse at his home, as some reported. He's not dead, as others have indicated on social media. The football coach was found on the sofa, unresponsive, after what some think was 10 to 15 minutes. EMTs showed up and did their jobs. Doctors then worked all day Sunday to sedate Leach, stabilize him, and are now beginning to assess his condition. Does it sound bad? Very much so. But as one member of his inner circle said late Sunday night, he's still with us. From there, he goes on to talk about his experiences with with Mike Leach and uh, kind of some of the um, uh, some of the quirkiness, some of the intricacies of his personality, some of his interaction. But I thought, in summation of what had happened, uh, that is written in a way that makes me believe that John Canzano has talked with people either in his family or close to his family, and I think it summarizes right that. Something is very, very wrong, and we don't know exactly what that something is, but it's very serious, and all the speculation in the world on social media doesn't really matter. Orky, this one, uh, this one's tough. We, we talked about it this morning. I know you and Haydad have been in contact. You and I have been in contact. Haydad and I, we, we've, and, and and there's no there's no roadmap for how to. I had to spend three hours on the radio talking about a man who is still alive, but is in very, very critical condition. Yeah, I've, I've had, you know, people ask me throughout the day, you know, how, how do you guys approach this? And my answer was, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I, it's a, um, I, I used this word earlier today, unfortunate. It, it's such a terrible adjective because it doesn't come anywhere close to adequately describing the situation that this is. But, um, what you saw in what was, I don't know if jarring is the right word, but you forget sometimes how influential he was in college football. When, when you've got head coach after head coach, like wildly successful head coach that credits all of their success back to Mike Leach, the, the tentacles that he had in college football um, to this day and, and years and years and years from now, um, it's hard to believe how influential he was on this sport, and, you, and you're seeing that with just the outpouring uh, love that you know, people have posted. I, I forgot how influential he was on, on the sport until you know, the last day or so. 
And I think that's that's one thing we'll do this afternoon. We'll we'll talk a little bit about Mike Leach, the football coach, and maybe talk a little bit about Mike Leach off the field, and perhaps even hear some of the uh, um, some of the interviews and some of the stories that he has told along the way. But right now, we'll take a timeout. This is Sports Talk Mississippi. Let's go, let's go, let's go. This is your new home for exclusive sports coverage here in the Magnolia State. Sports Talk Mississippi on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome again to Sports Talk Mississippi with you, streaming at supertalk.fm and supertalk TV. We are glad to be with you as always, and we welcome you to the program if you're just joining us. Uh, obviously, uh, uh, much of the conversation this afternoon will center around Mike Leach, um, which is interesting because a week ago, uh, six days ago, we said, a lot of the conversation today is going to center around Mike Leach, but it was for altogether different reasons. It had to do with uh, on-the-field stuff and transfer portal and recruiting and relationships with players and all of those things. Uh, and today it's about a man who is um, fighting for his life, and it is an extremely uphill battle as we uh, uh, come to you on this 12th of December. Richard Cross, Brian Haydad, Michael Borke in the Pearl River Resort Studios Visit PearlRiverResort.com. Hey, Dad, you you mentioned a second ago um, the Christmas party from uh, from Saturday night. You you invited me, and I was uh, thankful for that. Unable to come was uh, was with my son on uh, on Saturday night with mom and sisters out of town, and and that was great. And I appreciated very much the invitation. Um, you didn't tell me Mike Leach was going to be there. I don't know if that would have changed anything or not. Maybe Obi and I would have made a road trip. Um, I would have skipped Chris my Moses anniversary dinner. No, you wouldn't have. I, I would have no, you wouldn't. I would have thought about it. <laughs> I mean, I had, I had uh, two of the big three there. I had Lamonis was there too. Really, very cool. Yeah. And and I think Chris Jans was probably in Minnesota. So uh, you know, yeah. Otherwise, he would have been there. I would have invited he, him. For sure. He sends his apologies. He was Shooter McGavin. I was too busy winning. Yeah, yeah exactly. We, we will get into some sports stuff throughout the course of the afternoon. Mississippi State had another win in basketball, a quite impressive win on the road last night in Minneapolis against the University of Minnesota. Uh, Ole Miss got a win against Valparaiso on Saturday afternoon and, and played quite well in, in that game. Uh, clearly outmatched Valpo, uh, but played really, really well, especially on the defensive end, and made shots before a, uh, for a change. Had a big NFL weekend. Uh, we'll... Go to some maybe abbreviated version of uh, of winners and losers uh, in the the four o'clock hour, and of course the college football fix coming up for you in the five o'clock hour as well. But hey, Dan, the reason I, I brought that up is you, you have this is not new, right? This you, the the Hey Dad Christmas party is not something that that just started a couple of days yeah. ago, uh, and invitations right. to coaches are are not new as well. And you've had coaches that have appeared as well. I um. You've always been very open uh, about the way you cover Mississippi State. And Mm -hmm. I think it's the reason that that our relationship, that this relationship on this show has worked as well as it does, because you have taken a very different approach to being a part of the media. I I, kind of laughed a little bit when you're like, 
I'm not a journalist. <laughs> you said that on your podcast earlier today. But your honesty with fans of Mississippi State is what has endeared you to many of them, probably has driven some of them crazy as well, but I think it's also what has allowed you to have effective working relationships with coaches in all of the sports at Mississippi State. I, 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 don't, I don't know. You know, I, I just try to, I just try to be me. You know, I, I don't like to play a character on TV. You know, I, so, I mean, you guys have had the conversation. I despise like Skip Bayless and Callan Cowherd, and it's just like you're just playing a character, guys. You know, it's 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 as fake as the wrestling I like to watch. I don't want to be that guy. I just like to to talk and and you know, when when I tell y'all something. I'm telling you what I actually believe at that moment. I've always, I've always tried to stick to that. So maybe that honesty, you know, they appreciate that. I, I don't know. Um, maybe you know, deep down, also, they know I'm a bulldog. They know that I, I'm cheering for them deep inside. So, um, so that's maybe, maybe that's part of it. You know, Mike Leach and I, I friend it would be a stretch because I, I feel like a friend, you know. I liked Mike Leach. I'm sure he liked me. He knew my name. He knew who I was. I don't know that I was on his Christmas card list or anything like that. But So I feel like I had a good relationship with him. He was somebody that if I wanted him on this show, I could text him and say, hey, can we make it happen? And if we could, he would come on. And if we couldn't, he, we couldn't. And I feel like I have a similar relationship with Chris Limonis. I haven't, I haven't gotten to know Chris Jans as well or Sam Purcell as well just yet. Vic Schaefer and I had a decent relationship. Um, been Hal and I decent relationship. So, you know, away from this though, you know, I, I'm just another guy. You know, and I have a party, and so if you want to come, you can come. And you know, Joe Moorhead came one year, and now and we had um, Lamonis, we had uh, we had Leach, Jake Mangum joined us one year. I mean, we, we've had some 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 quote celebrity guests unquote. Yeah. You know, you could have been one this year if you wanted to show up. We had another Ole Miss fan there. He, you could have saved him from bearing the brunt of all my jokes. I could have hit him, hit you with some of them as well. Like that goofy looking my sweatshirt you were wearing. Leach loved the sweatshirt. He's, hey, he what the sweatshirt look like last year, bud? Well, I didn't have one made last year. Because, oh, you know, re- what about the year before that? I don't. Well, you know, during COVID, you know, the, the oh, cotton yes. was at a premium. COVID, COVID. Yeah, I had one the year before that though. Um. Yes, I remember it. I remember it well. Thank you. Yeah, it was fun. It was fun. So I, I like to have those commemorative things done when when, when we when my my side gets the win, um, and that's the that's the most surreal part of it to me though. Is, is all of this was was, you know, I took my wife took a picture with him. I have it in my phone. Eight thirty p.m. on Saturday, and you know what? Twelve hours later, eight thirty in the morning. The man is struggling for his life. That's hard to wrap your head around, you know. I've had people pass away that I'm close to in my life. Both all of my grandparents are dead. My my father passed away ten years ago. I talked about that on the podcast. But they were all sick, you know. By the time when they died, they died in the hospital. Mike Leach was alive and well and healthy and happy and, you know. BSing with my wife and and talking smack about Ole Miss, 
12 hours. I mean, you know, before, it, it's difficult for me to wrap my head around what, what, what has happened here. Um, I've had a lot of people reach out, and they're like, Brian, we're praying for you. And I appreciate all of those people. Really, I really, truly do. But I'm fine. You know, I'm good. Please, if you're, if you're the praying type, give those prayers to Mike Leach and his family and his players and staff. They're the ones who, who really need them right now. I'm good. You know, one of the things that has, has struck me, because Mike Leach has been in the coaching business and in the college football business for a long time, there are a lot of people that have been around him. And mm-hmm. while there were times that he could get bristly, he, he didn't necessarily like pointed questions or second-guessing questions, especially after losses, and would let people know that. He opened himself up in a way that not many coaches do to the media, and it's three different major media groups, right? I mean, he was at Texas Tech for a long time, and he was at Washington State for a long time, and he's been at Mississippi State for a shorter amount of time, but three years in the college football world is longer than it used to be. And so there are a lot of people that really feel like they know him. And because he's been a major college football coach for nearly a couple of decades, there are a ton of media members who have been around him, either in the television world or the radio world or the print world or the online world. And and so it feels like we know Mike Leach in a way that a lot of people don't. One guy that does know him well and will always be linked to him because of the times of their hiring is Lane Kiffin. And I thought what... Lane Kiffin said um, in response to uh, Trey Wallace from Outkick, who had asked for a, uh, a quote from him, was, uh, was pretty touching. Truly loved him and every minute I was around him. Can't believe I was just hugging him a few weeks ago. Having coached with his former players and coaches, they always said amazing things about him. I just keep hoping somehow it's not true. I can't picture not having the pirate around to text and laugh with. We'll look at some of the other responses to Mike Leach. Um, some of the other people that have said things about him and uh, some of the stories that we've heard about him when we continue with you. Sports Talk Mississippi, streaming at supertalk.fm, Supertalk TV. Glad to be with you on this Monday afternoon in the Pearl River Resort Studio. If you want to be a part of the conversation, you can join us, as always, on the Ceasefire text line at 601 879 Nine five. We'll take a short time out, and we'll be back with you after this. Gosh, your lips are delicious. Never such a blizzard before. But baby, you'd freeze out there. It's up to your knees out there. I thrill when you touch my hands. How can you do this thing to me? Think of my lifelong sorrow If you caught pneumonia and I Get over that old doubt Baby, it's cold Baby, it's cold outside Sports Talk Mississippi Sports Sports Talk Mississippi You know I love sports On Super Talk Mississippi First of all Powers does a Sun Devil have? We got to consider that. 
I'm going to say the Wildcat's out. Uh, the Trojan, is he? does he have a horse or is he on foot? Does he have a bow and arrow or just his sword? The Bruin, definitely formidable. Another bear up there at Cal. Uh, the tree, I imagine that tree's going to get chopped down. Or it's unless we're going to go with the bird and somebody might get pecked or something. I don't know. The duck might lose interest and just fly away and get out of there, which may be good advice under the circumstances. Uh, the husky, no chance. The beaver... Well, we'll see how long that beaver can hold his breath. Um, the ute, again, we're back to, uh, is he on horseback? Does he have a bow and arrow? Did he trade for a rifle? I mean, you know, because if that ute's got a rifle, there's some definite problems. You know, you'd have to get one of those Harry Potter activists to read up on how you kill a sun devil because there's a lot of uh, outside stuff there. Just as far as the beast alone... Uh, a buffalo is going to be pretty hard to tangle with. I mean, a, bu- a buffalo is d- utterly outstanding. Did I leave any of them out? The cougar find a way. Uh, clear-minded and crafty, a combination of stay out of harm's way and and uh, <clears throat> and attack when you get your uh, your chances or your openings. Did he say you'll have to? <laughs> Get one of those Harry Potter activists to figure out how to deal with the sun devil. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then I love the, did I leave one out? Oh, yeah, my own mascot. Yeah. <laughs> I talked about the rest of them, forgot mine. Mm. Classic Mike Leach. That was when he was at Washington State. Yeah. And we did a bit, what, what was it on Wednesdays during football season? Weekly Mike Leach on Wednesday. We, we, we played a clip from a Mike Leach press conference when he was at Washington State on this show every Wednesday during football season, uh, just for the uh, the sheer joy of it. That's what, when you talk about a guy like him, right, there, there's there's characters in in all things, there's characters in music and in, in Hollywood and and all that. There's characters that are just that because that's what they are, and then there's characters with substance. Mike Leach is a character with substance. He, he's quirky and, and goofy and said things like that at press conferences. And then, oh by the way, like we mentioned before, had not just a coaching tree but an offensive philosophy that changed the sport. And the way people approach the offensive side of the ball in the sport. So yes, there was there's quirkiness and, and goofiness and fun and interesting press conferences and stories about how when he was in a team meeting, he took a phone call and talked to the person for an hour, and then after they hang up, the other person in the room's like, "Who was that? Oh, they had the wrong number." I mean, th- th- those things are are all him, and also there's substance behind all of that, which makes him so unique in a world in college football where there's a lot of copycatting, and not not in a bad way. It, it, they say the NFL's a copycat league. Once somebody starts doing this thing on offense, you're going to see other teams do it. But college football is very copycatty. Coaches are, are quite political in the way they answer questions and handle the media. Everything's all buttoned up and, and kind of the same across the board. That's not him. He was very himself. And this is my way, and we're going to do it my way, because guess what? My way works. And he took two of the most difficult jobs in college football to heights that are unprecedented by doing it his way, nobody else's way, no change, because I know it works, and I'm going to be myself the entire time. Just such a unique figure in a sport that is filled with cookie cutter. He was anything but that.
You know, there are few people coaching football today whose tentacles reach as far as Mike Leach's. Right, so we talk about coaching trees, and when you have a successful coach, a, a guy like Nick Saban, you know they are going to have a coaching tree, right? Because when you are extremely successful, people want to take a piece of you and make it theirs. Uh, and, and that's why you've seen so many coordinators under that, that have worked under Nick Saban get the opportunity to be head coaches. Mike Leach does not have Nick Saban-level success. Nobody does. But he's been successful and he's been innovative. And he has coached under three head coaches. The first was Lyle Sintonik at Cal Poly in 1987. And then he worked at three different stops under Hal Mummy. And Hal Mummy and Mike Leach together are credited with the creation of the air raid offense. They were together at Iowa Wesleyan and at Valdosta State and at Kentucky. And he left Kentucky after a couple of years to be the offensive coordinator for Bob Stoops at Oklahoma in 1999, and then he got his head coaching opportunity. Listen to the guys who have coached under Mike Leach. Art Bryles. Jeff Choate, who went on to Montana State. Sonny Dykes, who is coaching TCU in the playoffs this year. Greg McMacken, who was a head coach at Hawaii. Ruffin McNeil, who was a head coach at East Carolina. Dana Holgerson, who became a head coach at West Virginia and is now the head coach at Houston. Seth Luttrell, who was, until a week ago, the head coach at North Texas. Lincoln Riley, perhaps you've heard of him. All he does is coach Heisman Trophy quarterbacks. Ken Wilson at Nevada. Dave Aranda, who's now the head coach at Baylor, was a GA under Mike Leach. So was Sonny Cumbie, who's now the head coach at Louisiana Tech. And then you've got players who played under him that have gone on to coach as well, like Cliff Kingsbury and Neil Brown and Seth Luttrell and Josh Heupel and Eric Morris, who is at Incarnate Word, and they put up massive offensive numbers the last couple of years at Incarnate Word, and then Sonny Cumbie, uh, who was both a GA and a player under Mike Leach. So I think I relayed to you, I had a Houston game earlier this season, and in one of the conversations that I, I had, there, a couple of their games, and, and Holgerson, and I asked him an air raid question because his offenses have evolved. He's like, oh, no, man, they, they they kicked me out of the Air Raid Club a long time ago. He's like, well, you know, we've done a bunch of different stuff with a bunch of different schemes. And, and I said, but, but you've still got Air Raid principles in your passing game concepts, right? He's like, oh, yeah. He's like, you'll never get away from that. He said it makes all the sense in the world. And then he kind of paused for a second. He's like, man, the only guy who's still running the Air Raid is a pirate himself. He said everybody else has adapted it along the way. But Mike Leach, along with Hal Mummy, was the creator of that offense, and he stayed true to it. He believed in it, and he stayed true to it all the way. At times, much to the chagrin of Brian Haydad and others, who thought that the offense needed to evolve a little bit, that there needed to be more run in it. You know, one guy who's not technically in his coaching tree 
but should be, is Phil Longo. Phil Longo considers Mike Leach to be a dear friend. When I would interview Phil Longo weekly for the pregame show for Ole Miss games, about every other week we would talk about Mike Leach. And a lot of the time he would bring him up. And he would talk about the weird times that they talked and how he'd be laying in bed at 1 o'clock in the morning and it would be Mike Leach and he'd get out of bed and they'd talk for an hour and a half because those were just the, the hours that Mike Leach operated on. And he thought that there was a true brilliance. Now, Longo's offense has evolved a bit as well. But when you think about the number of guys who are direct descendants of that tree, and you look across college football and across the NFL, if you really know what you're looking for, and you see conceptually the air raid sprinkled into all of those offenses, you realize just how big of an impact Mike Leach has had on the sport, not just of college football, but of football, period. It's everywhere you look. It's hard to be an innovator in football. It's hard to be an original in football. I mean, you, you, you've heard the phrase before, everything that's old becomes new again, and college football is cyclical. People have talked about that in spread offenses, especially with spread option, that it was, you know, it's a variation of a triple option. You know, it, it's they're four horsemen concepts that are in this. And now RPO. And and, and RPO RPO, the RPO game, in a lot of ways, and hey Dad, you may be better at X's and O's than I am. But the, the, the RPO concept is like a blending of the option and the air raid. Yeah. It's about getting guys into space and making defenders make decisions and then taking advantage of what's open based on what the defense does. I bet if we could talk to Joe Moorhead, that's exactly how he would describe it. Would describe the RPO game as a blending of triple option yeah. and, and the air raid? Mm-hmm. Yes. That might be a little awkward because Mike Leach followed Joe Moorhead, but did, right. But did, did, no, but I, I'm saying, did, did Joe Moorhead ever, in conversations, do you have reference air raid Mike Leach concepts? Not, not that I recall, not that I ever asked. But what you're saying makes a lot of sense. Sports Talk Mississippi. We'll take a timeout, and we will continue with you on this Monday afternoon, the 12th of December in the Pearl River Resort Studios on Super Talk Mississippi. Sports Talk Mississippi. Sports. Sports. On your radio and in the game. Super Talk Mississippi. An outpouring of support from all across the college football landscape. One of the more poignant tributes that we have seen comes from the University of Notre Dame. The uh, Notre Dame official Twitter feed uh, a, a little while ago tweeted lighting a candle and saying a prayer for Coach Leach and the entire Hale State football program. Keep fighting, Coach. And it is a picture of a candle being lit 
lit, and it is a Mississippi State candle. Now, I don't know if they just happen to have logoed candles of all colleges hanging around or if somebody in the wax department made that and just popped it. I, I don't know how that works, but that was a um, that was a neat tribute from uh, from Notre Dame football this afternoon. Hey, Dad, I'm sure Catholic you can uh, can appreciate that. Yeah, that, that, that's that's very cool, very cool, and like you said, one of of dozens of tributes coming around from various programs. Maybe the most touching today is from Texas Tech. You know, the school he left in such a an acrimonious nature, but they have put his picture up on their jumbotron and a a tribute to him, saying they're praying for him. That's been on their jumbotron all day today. So, very good to see. You know, when when things like this happen, you like to sort of sort of leave the past behind. I think. Yeah. There's a picture of it from inside the stadium. That's Mike Leach in a Texas Tech coaching pullover with the uh, pirate logo in the background. It says, Swing Your Sword, the thoughts and prayers of Red Raider Nation are with Coach Leach and his family. So, yeah, a a nice tribute. I'll never forget that Texas game, Michael Crabtree. I'll never forget it. Uh, Just one of those college football games that, you know, I'm living in South Carolina at the time. I'm a senior in high school. And I had no ties to Texas, no ties to Texas A&M. It couldn't have cared less about the winner or the loser, although I've always kind of rooted for an underdog. And it's just one of those college football games that will forever be imprinted in my head. Michael Crabtree with two seconds left, Brent Musburger yelling, what, fans stormed the field, but they had to kick the ball off, so they had to clear the field to kick the ball off. Unbelievable. Yeah. And there have been, there've been some really that, – that probably is the – the lasting image of Mike Leach, the football coach, for a lot of people when, when they think about the moments. But there have been a, a lot of good moments. Guys, for, for our sake, it is uh, a good thing that rivalries exist. Uh, I, I think the fact that um, we have two Southeastern Conference schools separated by about 90 miles in a relatively low-populated state is outstanding for us. But we've talked in the past about the fact that we live together, we work together, we worship together, we shop in the same grocery stores, our kids go to the same ball fields. If you live in Starkville, there are Ole Miss fans that live there. If you live in Oxford, there are Mississippi State fans that live there. You kind of roll your eyes when you, you see the person in Rebel gear in Starkville or Bulldog gear in Oxford. I mean, it, it just happens. <laughs> and yet... I absolutely do. You, you know what I'm talking about. I, I, I'm telling you, if I'm driving down the road, you know, prior to Thanksgiving, when I would drive down the road and see an old Miss tag, I would just be like, oh. <laughs> and now, now it's like, ha-ha. <laughs> So it changes with the uh, with the victories and the losses. I uh, I had to get on an airplane Friday morning after the Egg Bowl on Thursday night. And where was I? I was going to Philadelphia. And so I was on the 6 a.m. flight or 6.30 flight, whatever it was, out of Memphis. It connects in Charlotte. And, hey, Dad, doggone it, if the first thing I saw when I got off the plane in Charlotte was a Mississippi State fan that, you know, had had his – Golf shirt or T-shirt or pullover. Or, I mean, it was like, you didn't even have time to go to the closet and get that out. But, I mean, the second that Mississippi State wins that game, you started. Like, he knew you were coming. Where, where, did, where did all this stuff come from? 
The larger point that I was going to make in all of that was it doesn't happen often, thankfully, because it usually takes some form of, of sadness or tragedy or natural disaster to see multiple fan bases come together. But I think we are reminded of the relationships that we have as people when rival fan bases kind of set down their colors or at least become a little less obnoxious with them for a short amount of time when something like this pops up. And I, I, I'm not going to tell you who's in it, but I have a, um, I have a group text message. Hey, Dad, you're, I know you've got a bunch of group text messages. I don't have nearly as many. I don't like yeah. group text messages. But the name of the group text message is Billy Brewer Fan Club. (laughs) And, you know, going back to yesterday afternoon, every text in that group is about Mike Leach. We need to pray for the uh, Pirate. Hate to hear that. He's been one of my favorites to follow long before he was at Mississippi State. Just kind of on and on like that. And I have to believe that that exists all throughout the state of Mississippi today. Among yeah. Ole Miss fans and Southern Miss fans and Mississippi State fans and LSU fans and Auburn fans and Alabama fans and Arkansas fans. We got an Arkansas fan texting in just a little while ago. And it does truly feel like everyone has come together to offer their best to, uh, to Mike Leach and to his family and to the Mississippi State family in this difficult time. Sports Talk Mississippi, 4 o'clock hour coming up next. Sports Talk Mississippi to the junction in the grove and to the top. Sports Talk Mississippi on Super Talk Mississippi. From Coney Island to the Sunset Strip, somebody's gonna make a happy trip tonight while the moon is bright. Welcome back to Sports Talk Mississippi, 4 o'clock hour with you on this Monday, the 12th of December. Richard Cross, Brian Haydad, and Michael Borky, thank you for being with us. If you would like to be a part of the conversation, we'd love for you to join us on the C Spire text line. Holiday season going on. Some people are just really difficult to shop for. So what do you do? You get them new technology. Cspire.com. You can see all that Cspire has to offer, or you can stop by a Cspire store. They're all over the state of Mississippi, and check out all of their holiday offerings. That's Cspire.com or your local Cspire store. The number for the Cspire text line is 601-879-4395. We're coming to you from the Pearl River Resort studio. Pearl River Resort is the home of the Dancing Rabbit Golf Club. Like much of the state of Mississippi, it's gotten plenty of rain over the last week and a half. Uh, but things are going to dry out a little bit. Sun's going to pop out a little bit. Maybe you can find some time for some fall slash early winter golf. Dancing Rabbit Golf Club would be the place to do that. Two 18-hole championship courses. you got the Oaks and the Azaleas. You can book your tee time online at Dancing Rabbit Golf. Plan your trip there today. Again, that's DancingRabbitGolf.com. Normally, this is the time that we would do winners and losers. What did you like from the weekend? What did you not like from the weekend? The, the whole deal, and you hear all I do is win, win, win. But 
I don't know. It feels a little out of place today. Uh, we do need to talk about some things that happened from over the course of the weekend. I have a few of your messages as well. And we'll start here. Just now tuning in. What's the latest on Mike Leach? Sorry if you've already covered that info. Yeah, the entire first hour of the show, we, we talked about Mike Leach. And the short answer is there, there's no update. Uh, the last update that uh, that came from Mississippi State, I will uh, read it verbatim. Borky, is this the most recent or is this the first one that you have in the release? Is that the one from earlier? The, the most recent is the one that is linked, not copy-pasted on there. All right. So here it is. Uh, this came at 10.38 this morning. Mississippi State head football coach Mike Leach remains in critical condition at the University of Mississippi Medical Center in Jackson. Mike's family is with him and appreciates the overwhelming expressions of love and support for the coach, but also requests that their family's privacy be respected at this time. Uh, the university will make no other comment. We will addition, uh, uh, MSU will issue additional information via social media when it becomes available. And um, that has not happened yet. And there's, if you want speculation, it's out there. There's plenty of it. But what we do know, though, is that Mike Leach is in critical condition. He has some of the best doctors and caregivers that the state of Mississippi has to offer at UMMC, and his family is surrounding him. So there are people that are closer to this situation that will tell you that the end is inevitable. And that may very well be the case. But we're just going to kind of hold off until we get to that point. If that point arrives, then at that point, we will eulogize Mike Leach. We will talk about what he has meant on a football, from a football standpoint, what he's meant to college football at large. And instead, uh, for now, we, we, yes, we're talking about Mike Leach without question. Uh, but we're kind of trying to talk about the man that he was, the football coach that he was, and all of those things. And, and hey, Dad, this feels out of place, but it's not. Because even when we go through difficult situations, the world doesn't stop, right? Everything else continues to happen even when our minds kind of freeze because we're having to deal with something that's uncomfortable or difficult or sad. And so there is a there is a practical football piece to this as well. Mississippi State is in the middle of its bowl preparation. This would have been a practice week, kind of going toward the end of the week. And my assumption, and I haven't seen Mississippi State's entire schedule, but my assumption is that players would be going home around the 20th through the 21st or the 22nd. They would be able to go home for Christmas and then would reconvene in Tampa for the Outback Bowl. So there is certainly time for whatever football decisions have to be made, but Mississippi State let it be known through Sid Salter yesterday that during this interim time, whatever it may be, Zach Arnett, the defensive coordinator, is is running the program, handling bowl preparations and recruiting operations. And and, and that's yes. still happening. Yeah. That doesn't stop just because I mean, they had, our focus is elsewhere. They had official visitors, had official visitors on campus this past weekend, um, and have official visitors coming in this weekend. A, a lot of you guys coming in this weekend 
are portal guys, you know, and I don't know, I don't know how you recruit in in this situation, um, especially when you consider Mississippi State doesn't have an athletic director right now. So even if they wanted to begin the search for a new permanent football coach, you know, they don't have the pieces in place to do that. And we're, we're, we talk about that on tomorrow's Thunder and Lightning podcast to a degree, you know, because. It feels like to me, and this is just my opinion, that if I'm Dr. Keenum, who I believe is in Jackson right now with, with, with Coach Leach, um, the the idea might be you need to expedite the process. You know, I, I think the on, betting favor. On the athletics director search? On the athletic director side, yeah. Because I think that everybody was kind of leaning towards hiring Jared Benko, the Georgia Southern athletic director. He's been the favorite in conversations I've had. Maybe you go ahead and, and pull the trigger on that to get somebody in place. I, I feel like he's a good, quality, competent candidate. But regardless of who you choose, maybe you, you, you go ahead and try to get them in place now so that you can put together a search. You know, some friends of mine were talking about this yesterday, and we were like, they were just like, so what do you do? You just go ahead and promote Arnett. And I said, you know, when you look back, they, they let Joe Moorhead go on January 3rd. You know, so I mean, almost a full month from now. So you still have time if you have to do a coaching search to do that, if you can get your athletic director in place. If you don't and it drags out, then you probably put yourself in the position where you just name Zach Arnett the head coach and you sort of see what happens next year. And you name him the head coach, but maybe you just tell him, you know, this is this is sort of an audition. We'll see how this year goes. I don't know how that works, though. I don't know. That's a dangerous situation. You know, you, you got to have some stability to recruit. I mean, so this this is going to be a real test of of this staff and how and how they handle things over the next few weeks. Trying to keep recruits, you know, National Signing Day is is nine days away. How do you keep your class together? How do you how do you keep people? How do you get visitors in? What are you selling them on? You know, it's gonna be it's gonna be a different look at Mississippi State next year in all likelihood. So. Yeah, there's there's no real precedent for something like this. So it's, there is no playbook for this. Uh, I mean, it, it happened. Uh, I remembered this name, Randy Walker, um, who uh, Pat Fitzgerald actually replaced uh, when when he passed in the summer of 2006, and Fitzgerald just seamlessly took over and, and and was the guy ever since. But that was in the summer, and that was not in this era of player movement and th- and things like that. It just the, the conversations are different because anybody seemingly can just kind of up and go as they please just for whatever reason and when they want to. It, it makes all of those conversations so much different than they would have been just a few years ago and since, you know, all the way back in 2006. And you, you mentioned Joe Moorhead being hired on or being let go on January 3rd and then the search following that and so it was mid-January when when Mike Leach ultimately was hired and Mm -hmm. and that's not ideal but even that short period of time ago the recruiting calendar was different than it is now right well they had actually already they had had the early signing day okay prior to Moorhead's dismissal Mississippi State you know immediately came out and said any recruits who want to be let out of their NIL, we will let them. It's weird to say NIL, by the way, not in, or NLI, not NIL. I got to get to keep those straight nowadays. 
Yeah. But anyway, the state only had only had one taker on that one player decided to get out. Everybody else stayed. That's the class that brought in uh, Will Rogers and Dylan Johnson and, and Jaquavius Marks and a, a lot of the the top contributors uh, for this team. So, lots of questions, right? I mean, patience is uh, is fleeting for all of us. And what does everybody want? They want answers. Right, I mean, you, you you want an answer on Mike Leach's condition. You you want an answer on you know exactly what happened with Mike Leach. You want an answer on who's the head coach going to be. What what what's bowl practice? And the reality is, right now, there are way more questions than there are answers, and that is not a comfortable place for any of us to live. Right, I mean that that's that's not the way we operate. In any facet of our life, say we need answers. We don't have answers right now, uh, and it's going to be like that for for a little while. Sports Talk Mississippi. More coming up with you in the Pearl River Resort Studios after this. Sports talk in the state. It's the best thing. Say that again. We the best on three. One, two, three. We the best. Sports talk Mississippi. Super talk Mississippi. Coach, I know you have on weddings. Um, I'm in the middle of planning one right now. Do you have you any are? advice for me? Who yeah. are you marrying? His name is Trevor. Okay, yeah, well, I'll have to you set up a meeting and I'll talk to him. Um, okay, so uh, where's Trevor from? He's from Florida. What does Trevor do for a living? He works in sports as well, covers football. He does what? He covers football as well. Really? Well, I don't know. We'll keep a close eye on it, but whatever you and Trevor decide, I would kind of keep it on the down low, which you failed to do that. Trevor was probably planning to, but you didn't. Uh, so go ahead and... Uh, uh, don't don't say anything else about it. But as soon as the season's over, or even an off week, go elope. Trust me on that. Go elope, because uh, basically every female in the family is going to terrorize you guys until it's over. Once it's over, I mean they'll be upset for a few days, but it'll be over, and then you know you cruise away, uh, along, have a happy marriage, have a happy life. I'll pass along the message. Thanks, Coach. Congrats okay. on the win. Trevor, unless he's crazy, is totally on my side. And trust me on this. If Trevor doesn't uh, have the sense to do that, tell him to call me because, I mean, he needs to do trust. I've told all my kids, I'll give you $10,000 extra if you elope. So far, they haven't done it, but I would, too. I'll have him call you for sure. All right. Thanks, Coach. All right, thanks. That was Alyssa Lang talking with uh, Mike Leach about wedding planning advice. There's a clip about Halloween candy from a year ago. If you want to do that, was that was that Alyssa's question also? I think maybe, uh, or maybe that was Don Davenport. I so, yeah. Yeah. It, 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 regardless, um, Sports Talk Mississippi streaming at supertalk.fm and Supertalk TV. He had given thought to those things. Somewhere along the way, he had thought through. I mean, that wasn't just like a complete stream of consciousness. Well, like, you get the impression he'd had that conversation with his own children. From what he yes. says there at the end, he's like, "Guys, you know why? Are, why are you wasting my time? You know, I got, I got, I, we could, you could get married, bring me the certificate, I'll buy you a nice gift, 
the you disgust. You don't have to go through all the, the pain and suffering. Yeah. Hey, hey, and he's he said ten thousand extra. It was like he already knew he was on the hook for a wedding. So whatever the yeah. wedding was going to cost, I'll give you another ten thousand on top of that. Here it yeah. is. Good luck. Yeah, here's a nice little nest egg for you. Go. In so. hindsight, I would have taken an offer like that for sure. Did you get one of those offers? No. It rained like crazy, too. Just downpoured all day long. So, would have enjoyed that better, like somewhere in the Bahamas, I'd guess. <coughs> Let's diverge from what we've been talking about all day. Obviously, we've been talking about Mike Leach the entire day, and, and we'll get back to that. But there's some other stuff to get to, and we'll come back 5 o'clock hour. Certainly, if any news breaks, we'll, we'll bring that to you, and, and we'll shift our focus again. But this was a uh, this was a basketball weekend that carried some importance for both Mississippi State and for Ole Miss. Um, Mississippi State had a uh, fairly significant road test on the road in the Big Ten, playing at the Barn Williams Arena in Minneapolis. Pretty good crowd last night. Game was televised on uh, on Big Ten Network, and. Um, Mississippi State won the game. We'll talk about the game in a second ago, but let's give you the uh, the update, and that is Mississippi State is now ranked 17th in the AP Top 25. They're 20th in the coaches' poll. So Mississippi State made their debut in the poll last week at 23. They win on Sunday to move to 9-0 and on the season, and they bump up six spots to number 17. Number one team in the country is Purdue. Alabama went on the road, and they won at previously ranked number 1 Houston on Saturday. Great win for the Crimson Tide. They're now number 4. Tennessee won yesterday against Maryland. Uh, Neutral site game, they are now number 6. Arkansas is at 10. Kentucky is at 13. Mississippi State at 17. Auburn at 19. Yeah, the SEC. Ooh. Ooh. It's going to be a beast. But Mississippi State is unblemished at uh, at this point on the season. Good win last night. And I know you watched yeah. the game with mixed emotions, right? I mean, you wanted to be locked in on that, and yet you were locked in on other stuff. But they had another good night defensively, and Mississippi State scored some points. Yeah, impossible to watch the game, obviously, and, and not have everything else on your mind uh, that was going on. But... Offensively, I thought that might have been State's uh, best overall performance. They, they've had games nice. where they scored more points. But Tolu Smith, 6 of 9 shooting. Shaq Moore, 7 of 9 shooting, 17 points. Really good. Cam Matthews and DJ Jeffries also in double figures. Those are, those are your veterans. Those are the guys that came back from a season ago. So to see them step up is, is very encouraging. And then you have your, 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 your new faces. Deshaun Davis had 4 points. Horton with 3. Minaren Stevenson, 2 apiece. Tolu had 20 points on the night. Eight. The thing for Tolu is to be eight of nine on the free throw line. You know, he he has not been, shall we say, a, the, a plus free throw shooter in his time at Mississippi State. So that's that's a good sign for him. But defensively, again, is where this team is is just making its money, um, holding uh, holding uh, Minnesota to 28 percent shooting for the game, um, mm. forcing 15 turnovers. They just know how to play defense. The interview I did with Richard Williams last week, he gave some insight. If you haven't listened to that, it's on the Thunder and Lightning podcast feed on the live show. And he talked about 
how much better this team is defensively than a season ago. And I, you could tell, you know, you know Richard Williams. He's a coach who built his teams around defense when he was at Mississippi State. So he's obviously enjoying watching this team. They're fun to watch for a team that plays ugly basketball. I'll say that. You know, for a team that is not just getting up and down the court and playing transition and just burying threes, which is sort of what the game has become, they're still a very entertaining team to watch just because they're so relentless on the defensive end. Only 12 total turnovers in the game last night. Four of those belong to Tolo Smith. How about the stat line from DJ Jeffries? Ten points, eight rebounds, seven assists, and a steal. And only one turnover. In Monster game. jam, too. Had a, yeah. had a sports center top ten jam. Cam Matthews goes for 11-6. and six. Off the bench, Shaq Moore, you mentioned it a second ago, 17 points, four steals. Three rebounds, had an assist as well. There was a lot of good. Mississippi State shoots 47% from the field, efficient from the three-point line. I mean, 43% is a great percentage. I say efficient because they hit six of 14. Didn't take a ton of threes. And then good at the free throw line. And you mentioned it just a second ago. They hold Minnesota 29% from the field, 32% from three. They win the rebounding battle, not by a lot, just plus one. Uh, in terms of turnovers, Mississippi State was plus three in turnovers in the game. And they went it by 18. And it was tight. What it was, wasn't it? I think the game was tied at 22. And Mississippi State mm-hmm. closed out the first half on a 10 to 2 run. And then they outscored Minnesota by 10 in the second half. Yeah. So there's your the game, plus the game, 18 early margin. Moments. From, yeah, from, from tied at 22 to a plus 18 margin of victory. Yeah, State just really turned up the pressure and started making shots. Shaq Moore, I, I mean, that's that's maybe his best game as a Bulldog. He, he played really, really well, You know, ran the offense efficiently, but when he got open looks, he was able to bury them. And uh, that's something he struggled with. You know, He has not been a, a great shooter at Mississippi State. So it's a fun, it's a fun team to watch. You know, uh, Wednesday down in Jackson, taking on Jackson State, that should be able to get that win. They have a great chance to, you know, to what be twelve and zero when they play, uh, or I guess eleven and zero when they play Drake in the uh, the battle at the vault there in uh, in Omaha or in Lincoln. I can't remember where it is. I think it's in Lincoln. Again, it's really um, not fair. Five on one, just is not. It'll be all right. Um, it'll be fine. Uh, but yeah, and then that huge game with Alabama. What was Alabama ranked today? Did you say they're number two? Four. Four? You can make a legitimate case they should be number one. I mean, they've beaten the number one team in the nation twice this year. They've beaten two different teams that were ranked number one at the time. Um, the SEC is just, I mean, it's stacked up at the top. You know, you look at the, the Kentucky, Auburn, Alabama, Tennessee, that, that, that group there. You, can you get two wins? Out of those games, because if you do that and you take care of your business across the conference the rest of the way, you're probably going to be in the NCAA tournament with no problem. State's net, their analytics are going to be good all year round because they've done such a good job at this to this point. Uh, as long as they don't completely tank, which I don't think they will, but they've got they've got enough cushion built in right now that if they they do go through a three or four loss streak, they're not going to be not going to be out of it as long as they can as long as they just you know keep it to that. Was North Carolina number one when Alabama beat them? Mm-hmm. They were. Mm-hmm. What a 
has happened to North Carolina since then? <laughs> They've fallen off, man. But only a couple of losses. Goodness. Well, four losses. Four straight losses. Iowa State, Alabama, Indiana, Virginia Tech, and out of the top 25. They did beat Georgia Tech um, to snap that four-game losing skid. But, yeah, North Carolina now at 6-4. and four. We will talk about Ole Miss's win over Valparaiso when we come back. And uh, maybe a couple – there's a really, really big college basketball story that is out there today as well that, uh, that we need to touch on with uh, Chris Beard and the University of Texas. Sports Talk Mississippi, more coming up with you after this timeout in the Pearl River Resort Studio. Talk Mississippi. Your all-access pass to all things sports in Mississippi. Sports Talk Mississippi on the Super Talk app, your local Super Talk station, and at supertalk.fm. Saturday afternoon in Oxford, Ole Miss snapped a two-game losing skid. They had previously lost to um, Oklahoma in the end of the uh, ESPN Events Invitational down in Orlando back on Thanksgiving weekend and then lost to Memphis last Saturday. So they had not played in a week and had lost two in a row after a 6-0 start. Bounced back in a big way with a 98-61 win over Valparaiso, a 37-point victory. Um some of you watch that, and they're like, wait, Richard lives in Oxford. Why is he not at the arena? It's not my call. I actually had somebody come up to me yesterday. Took the kids ice skating yesterday afternoon, and the guy was like, oh, so you just decided to do the game from home? I was like, yeah, yeah, I, I, I just decided to do the game at home. That, that's how it works. Worried about traffic. Didn't didn't want to didn't want to get stuck on the way to the arena. It's more convenient. Wanted to wanted to wear shorts and a tie instead of pants and a tie. I didn't even wear a tie. But what? No. ESPN decides that it was strange to be four minutes from a building and doing a remote broadcast. Um, ninety-eight sixty-one. Ruffin played second game back after his injury and played limited minutes. Played, I think, six minutes in the first half and then had eight minutes in the second half. But it was a pretty efficient eight minutes. 11 points on six of seven shooting with an assist and no turnovers. I'm sorry, 14 points in 11 minutes. He played six minutes in the first half, five minutes in the second half, and had 14 points. Looked like you still got some... uh... Is conditioning the right word? It doesn't look like he's quite yet in... Rust. Rust. Yeah, he's not quite yet in basketball shape, it looks like. Which, you know, when when you say that, some people are like, are you saying that they don't work hard? No. Because I got that DM once. It's just you can't replicate game action in practice no matter how hard you practice. No. Doesn't matter how much time you spend on a bike. Doesn't matter how much time you spend on an elliptical, Whatever. It's the, the sprinting, the starting, the stopping, the constant heart rate, just the, the energy, all of it rolled into one. 
I think it's smart, right, for a guy who has had an ACL surgery in the offseason. I mean, it was February 1st of last year when he tore his ACL against, against LSU and was back on the floor on November 1st. Nine months, full recovery to play basketball. And he got a bone bruise in that first exhibition game and, you know, took another few weeks. He's played in the last two games. Six players in double figures. Brakefield had 11. Miles Burns had 12. Matthew Morrell had 17. Robert Allen had 11. Deshaun Ruffin had 14. Ty Fagan had 10. Ole Miss shot it really well. They shot 56% from the field. 31% from three. And not great. 4 of 13. Uh, fine from the free throw line. Just dominated the game. I mean, they, they were better at every single position. It didn't really matter who was on the floor. Uh, Kermit Davis, everybody that played in the game scored. Hmm. Kermit Davis got 10 guys that he trusts right now, but he's trying to figure out how to shorten the rotation and how to figure out what the right eight or nine are. A few more games left to do that. UCF actually, uh, you, you know, you look at it and think, ah, they should win that one. Um, sneaky good test for them. Uh, yeah, only two up. losses for UCF this year, and and both close, right? Yeah, uh, I, I do think though, because because I got asked last night, you know, what, does it mean they're back on track? Like, what does it mean for the offense? And it's really nothing. Uh, probably therapeutic after the way they played at Memphis to have some time off. I assume for final exams, right? Or is that this week? But they had some time off. No, no, that was last week. Everybody's done. Okay, so they, they had time off to take their tests. And then to go beat up on a lesser opponent, I, I think, is really what to take away, plus Ruffin and that he's playing and executing and, and making shots despite his limited minutes. But if you think that, well, now the offense is fixed and everything's fine, we'll see when Tennessee comes to town the day they play the bowl game, if you can believe that. Um, th- that's what we'll know for sure. This weekend will be another nice test, but if you think that Maybe it's just the one person that asked me. But if you think that this weekend was them figuring things out offensively, I would caution you against counting those chickens. Haven't hatched yet. Yeah. Um, it's weird scheduling. I mean, you you can't help when your bowl is, but you've got Tennessee, a top Tennessee team, coming to your place at 4 o'clock on a Wednesday, which is a work day for a lot of people. And then four hours later, your football team kicks off in a bowl game yeah. in Houston. You're right. David on the ceasefire text line says, you play four months of high school football, and then your first basketball game, it feels like you're dying. There's nothing like the real thing of playing in a basketball game and getting into basketball shape. Yeah, you're right about that, uh, no doubt. So it's a good win for Ole Miss on, uh, on Saturday to move to 7-2 and two on the year. Guys, how about the crazy story out of Austin? Chris Beard, who is in, what, year two of a seven-year, $35 million fully guaranteed contract at Texas, left Texas Tech after, a what, one season? Go back to his alma mater. Was arrested. (coughs) The 911 call came at 12.15. He was booked in the Travis County Detention Center at 4.18 a.m. 
on third-degree assault of a family or household member impeding breath circulation or strangulation. He was released at 2.44 this afternoon after posting a $10,000 cash bond. The parameters of his release are no threatening communication with the complainant. He is allowed to communicate via text or phone. Got to stay 200 yards away from her at all times. Cannot get within 200 yards of the residence, his residence, where it happened, and he's not allowed to possess a firearm. He's got to show up for all his court dates. Perry Minton is Chris Beard's attorney. And I don't I don't always put a lot into attorney statements because usually they consist of something along the lines of my client is innocent and looks forward to the opportunity to prove his innocence in his day in court or something along those lines. <laughs> Perry Minton's statement was a little bit different. He said that Chris Beard is 100% innocent of these charges. He never should have been arrested. The complainant wants him released immediately and all charges dismissed. It is truly inconceivable. That's a little bit different than your standard boilerplate. My client is, in, you know, is innocent and looks forward to his day in court. Texas, for its part, released a statement earlier in the day where they said the university is aware of the situation regarding Chris Beard. We are continuing to gather information and monitoring the legal process. And, oh, by the way, Texas has a game tonight against Rice. And they have not made an announcement about who's going to coach. It feels safe to say it's not Chris Beard. I wouldn't imagine it's him. No. This does... you You should always at least wait, not rushing to judgment. Now, there are some situations where you go ahead and cut, like in Florida. You can't have that player on your football team while the legal process plays out. If if it goes and, and he's cleared, then sure, welcome him back. But for the time being, you need to separate from a situation like that. Um, each situation like this deserves nuance, and I don't know if the public at large, mostly the Internet public at large, is willing to wait on said nuance before they form an opinion and regardless of what happens that opinion is solid and they're not going to change their mind. This feels like one of those cases where you might want to wait until more details emerge before you decide who You this probably is. place your coach on administrative leave pending yeah. outcome of an investigation. For sure. But you've already got conclusions drawn about exactly what happened even though nobody knows. And things yeah. like that, and that's just, you know. But when you guys heard this story, didn't you go like, eh, what? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, something happened for the police to be called. Something happened. You don't just accidentally call the police and then have third-degree felony charges filed against somebody for restricting an airwave and or strangulation. So, big misunderstanding, bad communication, something more nefarious, I don't know. But, tough scene in Austin right now. Yeah. 
Sports Talk Mississippi with you on this Monday afternoon, the 12th of December. We've got more coming up as we continue in the Pearl River Resort Studios. You can join us on the C Spire text line at 601-879-4395. Sports in Mississippi. You'll hear about it here. Sports Talk Mississippi on Super Talk Mississippi. So this is Christmas. And what have you done? Another year over. And you won't just be gone. And so Welcome back. Sports Talk Mississippi with you as we wrap up the 4 o'clock hour on this Monday edition of the show. We'll start the 5 o'clock hour with the college football fix driven by Ford and your local Mississippi Ford dealers. Glad, as always, to uh, to be with you. Do you, like, eat sand or something? It's that time of year. Tis the season, huh? Hopefully for not as long as last year, though. Went to the doctor uh, uh, Saturday, no COVID, no flu, so I'm on steroids and antihistamines, so and I'll be bulking up. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> Anabolic or otherwise? <laughs> no, Did you no. get the shot or the pills? Uh, they gave me a shot and the pills. Oh, oh. So yeah. you got the Decadron, yeah, but like, you've also got the, the, the steroid dose pack. I hear you. Yeah, yeah. And an antihistamine and a Z-pack. So they, they they were like, you should start feeling better. So to my question is, when? Do you feel bad also, or just sound awful? Yeah, I just I, well, it's it's mostly just the sound, but the coughing is annoying. Yeah, I get that. I've been uh, I've kind of been so, dealing with that for the last few days as well. I, I, I went, said, what was it Friday you morning? The, the other day. Yeah. yeah, I got the uh, the shot, the the double shot in the rump. So there you go. Fun times. So I'm chewing gum. It helps. Uh, it helps manage it. Hey, Dad will have abs before too long. You know, technically, text line. Technically, everybody does have abs. It's just they're covered up. Mm. We all have abdominal muscles. We all have a six pack down there somewhere. Mine has just got a couple layers of Owen's Corning on top of it. Owen's Corning. <laughs> the insulation. Yeah. Pink Panther. Uh, I've seen versions of this floating around online, and it seems reasonable, but maybe putting the cart before the horse just a bit. People asking questions about Mississippi State in the bowl game, and then reaching the quick conclusion that it's the ReliaQuest Bowl, it's in Raymond James Stadium, there is a pirate ship. This is perfect. This is fitting. Suggesting that a Jolly Roger logo with 
Mississippi State mixed into it somehow would be fitting for Mississippi State and lots and lots of other things. It's kind of too early on any of that stuff. I, not not too early for people to talk about, but too early to really know what route Mississippi State would go, correct? Yes. Yes. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's no other way to put that. Like. <sighs> Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't have any any inside knowledge, and I don't know that they, that anybody at Mississippi State has begun to make preparations for anything like that. Yeah, you know, there's an element. It's um, it, it's kind of the the take a bunt cake theory that mm-hmm. that that Southern women have been labeled with as it pertains yeah. to grief. I need to do something. I want to do something, and so that something can manifest itself in a lot of different ways. And so fans who want to do something have ideas all over the place. Some of them better than others. I always send, I always send a catfish tray. Do you now? Yeah. Let's see if, if, I, if, if I'm going to send something to someone... After a funeral, I always get a catfish tray. Everybody likes catfish. Yeah. Uh, somebody asked if we had talked about Southern Miss basketball in the first hour. We have not. Not today. Um, been a lot of good for Southern Miss basketball so far this year. Got off to a uh, to a great start this season. Uh, the entire first hour of the show is about Mike Leach. So if you missed that, you you did not miss us talking about Southern Miss basketball. Uh, our focus has just been uh, elsewhere. Jay Ladner's doing a great job, though. He, he just is. And and we will spend more time on that coming up a little bit later. Um, Gibbon Greenwood, hey, Dad, says, why settle for a six-pack when you can when you can have a keg? Am I right? That's 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 a great point. Yeah. Um. College football fix coming up. We will kind of go back to where we began the show today, uh, and that is by talking about Mike Leach, a, uh, a difficult 30 hours, incredibly difficult 30 hours for Mississippi State fans. And um, we still don't have any updates. Uh, the last update from Mississippi State officially came at about 1045 this morning, uh, reminding us that Mike Leach is in critical condition. And uh, the family and uh, people associated uh, with Mike Leach have asked for prayers and for privacy at this time. Five o'clock hour coming up next. Sports Talk Mississippi in the Pearl River Resort Studio. It's time for more Sports Talk Mississippi. Finally. Finally. On Super Talk Mississippi, the Super Talk app, and at supertalk.fm. Yeah! Sports Talk Mississippi with you on this Monday afternoon, the 12th of December. Thank you for being with us. If you want to be a part of the conversation, we'd love for you to join us today on the C Spire text line 
601-879-4395. That is the number. Again, 601-879-4395. Want to give your business the edge? Get gigabit fiber internet from C Spire Business, backed by world-class IT professionals who live where you do. That's right here in C Spire country. 601-879-4395 for the C Spire text line. For that uh, internet information, go to cspire.com slash business. We are coming to you from the Pearl River Resort Studios. Pearl River Resort is the home of the sports book at the Golden Moon Casino. You can visit them in person or check out the website pearlriverresort.com for more information. Monday Night Football, you want to take that in and get in some uh, soak in the action a little bit, you can do it tonight with New England and Arizona at the sports book at the Golden Moon Casino. Sports Talk Mississippi is brought to you in part by Genteel Apparel. You can find them online at genteelapparel.com. Genteel has got a great collegiate collection. Not too late for you to uh, get some presents under the tree from Genteel. Check out their full selection online. Golf shirts, pullovers, sweaters, pants, jeans, shorts, outerwear. It's all available online and can be shipped directly to you at genteelapparel.com. Genteel, the official apparel provider of Sports Talk Mississippi. Let's get to the college football fix. College football fix is driven by Ford and your local Mississippi Ford dealers. Log on to buyfordnow.com and find out why the best-selling trucks are built Ford Tough. F-Series, 45 straight years as the number one selling trucks in America. Test drive the F-150 at your local Mississippi Ford dealer today. So... We had some football news, but we do need to circle back or revisit the the news of the day. And that is um, that is the condition of Mike Leach, which is still listed at critical. He is at UMMC in Jackson, uh, according to the most recent release from Mississippi State, which was at 10.45 this morning. Um. Mississippi State's Mike Leach remains in critical condition at the University of Mississippi Medical Center in Jackson. His family is with him, and he appreciates the overwhelming expressions of love and support, but also requests that their family's privacy be respected at this time. This is the extent of the inf- of information that Mississippi State has available. Regarding Coach Leach's condition, the university will make no other comment, uh, but will additional information via social media when it becomes available. And again, that was at 10.38 this morning. There has been an outpouring of support, of well wishes, of thoughts, of prayers, of memorials, uh, all different kinds of touching tributes to Mike Leach that have come from all over the state of Mississippi and have come from all over the country and all over the college football world. And guys, it's one of the things that we, we talked about early in the show today if if you're being a little insular or a little myopic, then you only think about Mike Leach, the head coach of Mississippi State, where he's been for the last three years and what it means for your program, what it means for our program, how, however you're looking at it. But the truth is the reach of Mike Leach in college football is far, <laughs> it's wide, and it's deep. And it's been going for a long time, you know, since the the late 80s when he first got into coaching. 
and worked through the late 90s as an assistant coach. Father of the air raid offense alongside Hal Mummy. And then into his coaching tenure at Texas Tech and Washington State and, and Mississippi State. I mean, just at a at a very surface level, that is three distinct geographic regions of the United States. The state of Texas, West Texas no less, the Pacific Northwest, and the Deep South. Three very distinct locations where you had different media groups, different recruiting bases, different high school coaching bases, um, different networks covering the conferences, radio people, television people, print people, online people, the network of people that have interacted with Mike Leach since, you know, 1990 is, it's incalculable. And almost everybody that has come into contact with him in one way or another left with an opinion and more times than not the opinion was that guy's different the guy's interesting the guy knows football but he's different and he's interesting and he's quirky and he's unique and a unicorn in a lot of ways truly a unique individual in the college football world that is filled with a lot of people that are Round pegs, round holes, square pegs, square holes, and nothing else. He is unique. And at three different stops um, that, that I think every fan base, if they were to listen, would agree, traditionally difficult places to win. Very little history of success at Washington. They went to a Rose Bowl once at Washington State, at least I think in my lifetime. Uh, but as far as I can yeah, remember... Ryan Leaf is the quarterback. Yeah. But as far as I can remember, Washington State has been a doormat, and then Mike Leach shows up. Texas Tech, before Mike Leach showed up, and I was young, and after he left, guess what What they have been? A doormat. And then in three years, dealing with the COVID year in year one, Mike Leach takes Mississippi State to eight wins in the Outback Bowl. I mean, just three... I like the way you put that, too, the different geographical places. How often do people talk about, you want to coach with ties? Well, the selling point for coaches, you know, he's got Southern ties. Coached high school ball in Florida, worked under Saban staff at Alabama. You know, that that's that's a selling point for these guys. Now, Mike Leach spent time in the SEC a couple decades ago, but still, uh, no ties to these places, generally speaking, and just one, one at an unprecedented level at each place. It's. Um, the, the, the character is unique. The body of work is unique also. Thanks to his win in the Egg Bowl on Thanksgiving night that has allowed Brian Haydad to have custom sweatshirts made and to have a perpetual smile on his face since uh, late November, Mike Leach has a winning record at all three of his head coaching stops, 84-43 and 43 at Texas Tech from 2000 until 2009. That is remarkable at a place like that. I mean, I don't. It's that is a hard place to win. Beautiful campus at Texas Tech. The area around the campus is barren and terrible. Winning record every single season at Texas Tech. It's just hard. That's so. I mean, Cliff King, the Cardinals coach, couldn't do that with Patrick Mahomes on his team. 
Washington State winning record, 55 and 47. He was there from 2012 until 2019. And his, in his three seasons at Starkville, again, thanks to the win on Thanksgiving night, 19 and 17, two games above 500. And hey, Dad, you, you pointed something out on your, your podcast last night. And it's sobering to say it out loud. And I don't think you were taking any liberties. The, the question for Mike Leach is not, will he coach again? The question right. is, c- can he hang on to life? Right. Yeah, it's, it's a lot more important right now when we think about Coach Leach to, to not think about him back on the sidelines, but just to think about him back at home with his wife, with his children, his grandchildren, and things of that nature. That that That's the... That's the life that Coach Leach is going to lead if he if he is able to pull out of this. Um, you know, the, the idea of him coaching anytime soon. You know, it, it, I will say this: regardless of what happens in the next twenty four to forty eight hours with Mike Leach, Mississippi State will not be coached by Mike Leach next season. Just, that's just not going to happen. So put that out of your mind if, if you're thinking it. I don't know if it'll be Zach Arnett. I don't know who it'll be, but it will not be Mike Leach. So right now, the, when you say you hope for the best for, for Mike Leach, what you're hoping for is that he survives this and is able to you know live out his days. And again, we have tried to be very careful today not to speculate at all. There's plenty of that available if you want it in various social media channels and websites. Um, the people that have covered this story have, I think, been as candid and as honest as they feel they can be without violating any any family wishes in letting you know that the situation is extremely critical um, and that continues to be the case and beyond that we do not have an official word from Mississippi State or Mike Leach's family uh, on his condition as we speak right now um, but as the family has asked for and as the Mississippi State community has continually asked for, prayers are needed for peace as much as anything right now. Sports Talk Mississippi will continue with you right after this. Sports Talk Mississippi. Hey, it's go time. Sports Talk Mississippi. Well, say something. Super Talk Mississippi. Some messages from you on the Ceasefire text line at 601-879-4395. We will unfortunately not get to see what he could have done, talking about Mike Leach at Mississippi State. I know it's not important to what's going on, but it felt like things were headed in the right direction. Uh, here's one Rebel fan here, so glad that Mike Leach won the Egg Bowl. Um, I once saw Coach Leach outside M.M. Roberts Stadium. The Rock in Hattiesburg when he was doing broadcasting between Texas Tech and Washington State in, in between those two jobs, he was in the good in the booth as well. Yeah, he was he was unique as an announcer in that role. He and Jack Aroot had a radio show on Sirius XM that did, was yeah. look. 
It's different. If, if, if you've laughed and, and joked along with us about the incessant coughing during his, his press conferences and clearing his throat, that was nothing new. I, I know there are people that have said, oh, you, you should have known something was wrong with him because you've heard him cough all this season. No, that was not new. That was a constant during that radio show the couple of years that uh, that they were there uh, together. That was a that was two guys together that told some stories on the radio uh, in that yeah. that interim period for Mike Leach between being the head coach at Texas Tech and being the head coach at Washington State. I was asked about this uh, earlier today. I was on uh, three sixty five radio out in Texas. They asked me for my favorite Mike Leach story. I will now share it here on Sports Talk Mississippi. Please do. Uh, so I was uh, I was invited to a dinner a few years ago. It's an annual dinner that I get invited to. Uh, usually, it's just some media folks and some friends, and we just we, we get together have 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 a good time. But for this one, they invited some Mississippi State people, and uh, Coach Leach was one of them. And I was sitting right next to him at the dinner table. We're just talking and BSing, and uh, I had my phone just up on the table, you know. I am. I, I will admit, I'm. That thing is part of my hand at this point. I, I like to keep up. I always fear, like even with, like even with him sitting next to me, I'm always like, what if he gets fired? I, I need to know. Yeah. So, <laughs> so it, I'm just sitting there eating dinner, and the, the look at my phone is lit, lit up, and it's my mom. And I couldn't resist. I was like, hey, coach, you want to talk to my mom? And he just looks at me, and goes, absolutely. Picks <laughs> up the phone, swipes over. You got Coach Mike Leach here. How you doing? And he had her on the phone for a good 10 minutes. Oh, your son's hilarious. Funny guy. Funny guy. I like him a lot. And so I'm just sitting there. And so then he's like, all right, well, you take care. It's good to talk to you. Hands me the phone. And I can feel my mom blushing through the phone. She's like, Brian, hey, Dad. Brian, hey, Dad, don't you ever put... What did you... Was that really Mike Leach? And I was like, yes, ma'am, that was, that was Mike Leach you were just talking to. Well, I didn't know I was going to be talking to him. And my mom was all jazzed up about it. It was hilarious. I thought he was really funny. So, Mike Leach, talk to my mom. That's pretty good stuff. That's my that's my story. Mike Leach, willing to talk and funny. That's new. Hmm. Yeah. So, well, how long ago was it? Was it a year or so ago when he was on with us, and we kind of had this constant intern? Maybe it was two years ago. Um, but, but Haydad and I went back and forth because Brian Haydad, I mean, you, you guys have listened to him for a long time. Brian Haydad, when he gets a head football coach on, he wants to talk football. He wants to talk X's and O's. He wants to talk depth chart. And I, I was like, Richard Carlos is a humanist. He he is a man of the, of, 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 of knowledge and wealth and taste. He wants to go deeper. I, I just I want to be entertained, especially by somebody yeah. like that, and I want to try and present entertainment for our listeners. And so we kind of we kind of walked the line on that. And hey, Dad asked some football questions, and I asked some less than football questions. We talked about his journey, and you know he gave us every town that he had lived in over the course of sixty years. Which was an know. impressive list, by the way, it, it including was. Finland. And yeah, and, and it took a while, but then I. I ask him kind of innocuously, is like Key West? There's a lot of there's a lot of Ernest Hemingway history there. Did did, did you have interest in, in Ernest Hemingway? 
And that is when he launched into what was an incredible five or six minutes of radio where he talked about Ernest Hemingway in, in Key West and Cuba and visiting Cuba. And it, it was it was remarkable. I remember how mad the text line was because he talked right into a break and I recorded. So, little inside baseball for all mm-hmm. of you out there. Because of our syndication, it's a good problem to have. I can't control when commercial breaks start. They start. And it's not up to me. It's not my fault. If a good conversation comes to an end, it is not up to me. We've got clocks and all that stuff. So I remember the text line because he talked right into that break. And luckily I was recording him because he kept going almost entirely through the entire break. And our text line was like, what happened? What happened? What happened? And we got to play it after we came back. Quick thinking on on my part. Not to pat myself on the back or anything, but... I remember that. He talked right, I mean, five minutes into that break, too. Yeah. It was the best. It was incredible. And we came back, I was like, okay, I apologize. Yes, I know Mike Leach was still talking when we went to a break. Here's the rest of what he said. (laughs) And Borky hit play, and it was right there for it. But, I mean, it's not like we were going to interrupt him on the story. Just let him talk, and we'll give it to you when we get back. Let the man rip. Yeah. Um. It really has been neat is such an insignificant word to use in this situation. But it's been really incredible to watch the outpouring of support that has come from all over the United States toward Mike Leach and his family. And I think maybe the the word or or the, the phrase that has been used more than any that I've seen has been national treasure. People have over and over and over said, this guy is a national treasure, not just for football, but for life. And I was talking with somebody last night, and he said, you know, you, you think about football coaches and how hard they work and they make a lot of money, and you know it's in their blood and they want it. He's like, but, man, just wonder if, some of those guys should get out sooner and enjoy life. I said I said to him, you know what, I agree with that. But I think Mike Leach may have been the rare exception to the rule. He loved football, and that was a big part of his life. But he didn't let that be the only thing in his life. And, and I don't know if it was perspective post-Texas A&M when he got the house in Key West and spent a lot of time down there. But there were so many other interests and curiosities that existed for Mike Leach, and he explored those things fully. I mean, traveling to different parts of the world. He he is the living, breathing definition of a Renaissance man. Yeah. Yeah. I'm asking a rhetorical question. Is there another football coach that was as willing to talk about as many different topics as Mike Leach? Uh, Clearly the answer is no. I mean, could you imagine asking any other football coach the questions that Leach gets asked and answers with thought? No. 
politics, current events, news, history, wars. And it's organic. He, he's not trying. That, that, and you, you know when somebody's trying to be funny. You know when somebody's trying to be entertaining versus when somebody is funny and entertaining. Those clips, that's just who he is. That's not him trying to be funny about weddings. Alyssa Lang asked him about weddings, so he told her what he thought. It's just that simple. Michael Borky has been playing. Go ahead. I had a funny moment with him on Saturday night when... I introduced my wife to him, and he's like, good to see you again. And I was just like, oh, God, he doesn't know her. He's just trying to. And then I remembered he did know her because she brought him cookies last year after he talked about how he liked Almond Joys, and I texted him. I was like, my wife makes Almond Joy cookies. Would you like some? And he was like, absolutely, bring me them. And so she went to, to Dog Talk, you know, which they hold at the uh, Greater Starkville Development Partnership where we've done a couple of remotes, and – uh I remember her texting me at like 7.03. She's like, he's not here yet. I was like, yeah, that sounds about right. Just sit around. He'll, he'll show up eventually. <laughs> and he did. And she gave him the cookies. And then right after the right after the show ends, I'm at a restaurant eating dinner with a friend. And my phone lights up. It's Mike Leach. Brian, these cookies are outstanding. I may have already eaten six of them. I'm not saying that for sure, though. <laughs> I'm glad you liked them, Coach. <laughs> Michael Borky has played some uh, Mike Leach clips for you throughout the uh, course of the show this afternoon. We'll see if we can dig up another one of those when we come back. Yeah, we'll Sports do the Talk, Mississippi. cameo that he had on the show Friday Night Lights. That's what we'll do. He was a lot of things. A great actor? Not necessarily <laughs> one of them. We'll be right back. <laughs> Sports Talk Mississippi. Here we, here we go, go. Super Talk Mississippi. Hey, do you know how to get to Lubbock? You got to take 61 up to 23. Hey, uh, Dylan, Dylan East, right? You're the coach at Dylan East. You've lost your inner pirate. Uh, you know, sword, it, have you ever heard swing your sword? You're supposed to swing your sword like this. You're swinging yours like this. I mean, uh, you've got to find your inner pirate. A lot of times things just happen for a reason. We don't know why God wants it that way, but you can't make the best out of it until you get back your inner pirate. You might be the luckiest man alive and not even know it. Friday Night Lights, Mike Leach, cameo. How about that last line, though? You know, it's a goofy appearance where he's talking about how you need to swing your sword up here like this, and he's essentially waving, and you're swinging it like this, like he's doing one half of an incomplete pass motion, and then drops an incredibly profound line right there at the end before he gets in his truck and drives away. You might be the luckiest guy in the world, and you don't even know it. Yeah. Hmm. It's very Mike Leach to do, though. To just be in the middle of the wackiest thing you ever heard and then just drop some some Socrates-level philosophy on you. I'm sure you guys watched the clip in addition to hearing it right there. Maybe the worst acting in the history of television? <laughs> I mean, you know, the man's not an actor. He's doing the best he could. Oh, it was good. 
It was good. Uh, Skip and Pearl, from an Ole Miss fan, this has been one of the best shows I've heard you guys do. Laughter, tears, then more laughter. Much respect, uh, respect and prayers for the Leach family. <laughs> Hail State. That's from Skip. Thank you, Skip. Mike says, when Nutt was fired, my office mate advocated for Leach at Ole Miss by hanging a pirate flag out the window until the university made us take it down. <laughs> what a great brand, too. You give you just remember when John Cohen hired him? Tweeted a video of Pirates of the Caribbean, and everybody knew who he was yeah. talking about. I mean, what what a great brand yeah. that is, the Pirate. I mean, one of the be, one of the better of, nicknames uh, in sports. A lot of sword handled cowbells uh, around the state. I promise you that. Oh yeah, those look yeah. really cool. We get this that says, I wish that they would have kept up the coaches' roundtable at the Neshoba County Fair. Leach and Kiffin at the same venue was great. Oh, that was really good. It was. And Will Hall sitting over there like, I'm just going to let these guys go. <laughs> Kyle uh, reminds us, we talked about this a little bit earlier today, that Raymond James Stadium, where Mississippi State will play in its bowl game, has... A pirate ship in the end zone. It is. You know, it is true. Last week, yeah. last week on the rumbling, somebody asked one of the questions. The rumblings, for those you don't know, is a, a mailbag we do every week on the podcast. And uh, they asked, you know, should Mississippi State sort of change its identity towards Mike Leach and and you know have pirate themed uniforms and and things? And I and I kind of went in on the guys like, no. You know, Mississippi State's been the Bulldogs, you know, for all these years. And, like, and Mike Leach is not going to be the coach here forever. I said that. I could not have known. I couldn't have known. I feel bad for saying it now. No, it's a, it, anybody with a fourth of a brain knows. I mean, I, mean, I, mean, understand. I, I was just like, you know, I, I can, how could I have known? So. You can be a part of the conversation on the ceasefire text line, 601-879-4395. Um, some college football semi news as it pertains to the um, to the SEC. From is this Brett McMurphy, yeah, Brett McMurphy at the Action Network. There is growing sentiment and momentum for Oklahoma and Texas to leave the Big Twelve a year early and join the SEC in 2024. The Big 12's current grant of rights expires on July 1st of 2025. Oklahoma and Texas have indicated that they are committed to remaining in the Big 12 until then and moving to the SEC for the 2025 season. However, that timetable has since been accelerated and could even get completed by next month, sources said. There remain many obstacles for an early move, but one source said that the climate is right for the Sooners and Longhorns to exit the Big 12 after the 2023 season and begin playing the SEC in 2024. An industry source said there's a lot of moving parts, but there is the desire on many fronts to get this done. Some of the factors include the Big 10 grows to 16 teams with the addition of Southern Cal and UCLA in 2024 coinciding with the first year of the college football playoffs expansion to 12 teams. The Big 12 decided to add four teams in 2023, even before OU and Texas remained in the league. 
and the Big 12 securing its new media rights deal. So, in addition to those things, the story says that Oklahoma and Texas were never in favor of adding new Big 12 members while they remained in the league. Both schools have publicly said that they would remain through the current grant of rights, but no secret that they would like to get out early, and the SEC would also prefer to add the schools in 2024. An industry source tells Brett McMurphy that there have been ongoing discussions to find a way for Texas and OU to leave early without costing the Big 12 any money. However, everyone has to be made whole, and how that happens is the biggest sticking point. Here's where it gets interesting. Big 12 bylaws require Texas and Oklahoma to pay an exit fee, the sum of the league's distribution for two years, which is about $84 million per school. Historically, when a school leaves a conference, that exit fee is negotiated down to about 60%, meaning that Texas and Oklahoma could possibly get out for around $50 million each. OU, Texas, and the Big 12 have been involved in discussions for months but have not reached a final agreement. See, as we continue to look at that story, while Texas and OU would like to leave early, I think they've kind of gotten to a place where, like, it's going to happen. And when the grant of rights expires, we don't owe the money anymore. And so there will be an exit fee, but it won't be nearly the amount of money that it would have been if they had left following this season or if they leave following next season. So I don't know if that's blind optimism if people are trying to talk something into existence that doesn't actually exist, I do know that the SEC has been operating under the assumption that 2025 is going to be the year. I also know that, and people have speculated about this, the SEC is not going to be footing the bill for Texas and Oklahoma to leave the Big 12 early. That's going to be Texas and OU's job. They're going to have to pay for that. If they want out early, I think the SEC would make whatever accommodations necessary once they got out to welcome them with open arms. But in terms of the 14 teams in the SEC signing off on the idea of, sure, we'll pay the exit fee, no. No, you can forget about that. That's not happening. I I don't know how people haven't, like even Brett McMurphy, like longtime reporter, in this story, says that the SEC signed a $300 million TV deal. No, they didn't. The one game is the $300 million addition to their already existing TV deal. Like, that detail is lost on people. I don't understand it. ABC bought the CBS game for $300 million a year. They didn't buy the rights to broadcast SEC sports for $300 million. They were already paying for those. This is an addition. And, like, okay. nobody gets that right. Yeah. It's an, it's the, the new ABC contract replaces the old CBS contract. Right? The, the $60 million, $55 million that CBS was paying for the 230 window and the SEC championship game and some select basketball – is being replaced by the $300 million a year deal. It's a $245 million net increase for the SEC in its annual revenue. Did I say that the right way? 
Yes. I okay. think so. Yeah. We get a message on the ceasefire text line. I'm assuming that this is somebody that is just getting into their car and has not been connected to the sports world. It says, what happened to Mike Leach? That's from Tim. Um, Tim, yesterday Mike Leach had a serious medical condition. Uh, he was initially taken to the Octibaha County Hospital and was then transported to UMMC, where he is in critical condition, and he has his family around him. And um, specific details of his illness are, are not out there. There have been reports of uh, a massive heart attack. Uh, people have called it a cardiac-related issue. There are people that have speculated about a stroke. It, 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 none of that matters other than the fact that it is an incredibly serious situation and Mike Leach is fighting for his life. And the most recent update that uh, we have from Mississippi State is that uh, he is in critical condition. There have been some other reports out there. We're just kind of staying away from those. We'll wait and let the news come when it does, uh, officially from uh, Mississippi State or from the Leach family. Sports Talk Mississippi. We will be back to wrap it up with you next. And he smile at me, part of a pom-pom, me and my drum. Your number one for sports talk. Anyone? 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 Come on, don't be shy. Sports talk, Mississippi. Bingo, man, bingo. Super talk, Mississippi. Malakalikimaka is a thing. Sports Talk Mississippi brought to you in part by Visit Oxford. You can find them online at visitoxfordms.com. Holly Jolly Holidays going through January the 2nd. The ice rink is up and rolling. Took the kids ice skating yesterday afternoon. Fun way to spend some family time in and around the holidays. You can ice skate for just $12. And they've got the little dolphins that... uh, if, if your kid is either learning how to skate and needs something to hold on to or just wants to be pushed around the rink, you, you can get that. Borky, we should have we should have done that with the Egg Bowl show. We, we should have put Hayd out on one of the little dolphins and pushed him around on the on the rink. But, uh, we didn't. Y'all should have. Yes, uh, upon further review. Hey, Dad snuck out a couple of minutes early. He was not feeling well. You obviously heard his coughing, and uh, I think he, he coughed until he couldn't cough anymore. So he's... Uh, taking the last couple of minutes to uh, try and get some relief on that. Uh, thanks for all of your messages on the C Spire text line, 601-879-4395. We get a message from uh, someone that sends a picture of a one of those sword-handled cowbells that says this was for my son's wedding, and it was by the groom's cake this past summer. And it says, best wishes to the bride and the groom, Hale State, Mike Leach, autographed sword-handled cowbell. Very cool. Very cool. Uh, Here's one. While I'm not a fan of Ole Miss in any way, I'm grateful to the Ole Miss fan base for putting the rivalry aside and expressing their condolences and lifting up prayer for our coach Leach and his family. It's times like these that athletic biases must be put aside and we all come together for anyone in need. Hashtag hotty toddy and hashtag hail state. It's from Mark in Louisville. That's not unexpected, though. The same thing would happen if roles were reversed. 
Absolutely. And, you know, it's not just Ole Miss and Mississippi State. Hmm. It, it's everybody else. All of – it's all kind of been set to the side – and the outpouring of support for the Mississippi State football family and Mike Leach and his family in particular has been on everyone's minds. Um, update on the, the story out of Texas, not the football story that we were talking about a moment ago, but the uh, Chris Beard story that we talked about earlier today. Uh, he has been indefinitely suspended by the university in a statement from Texas. The university takes matters of interpersonal violence involving members of its community seriously. Given the information available, the university has suspended Chris Beard from his position as head coach of men's basketball and will withhold his pay until further notice. Associate head coach Rodney Terry will serve as acting head coach for tonight's game against Rice. And that came from um, the communications department at the University of Texas. So ugly situation a mess in austin without question um you got monday night football tonight if you are so inclined new england is at arizona that is probably not a game that has the same sizzle that the uh, folks that put the the schedule together or at least the folks at espn had hoped it would have when they put the schedule together new england at arizona new england six and six Arizona is four and eight. Yeah, you get Mannings tonight if you want it, for uh, for what that's worth. Speaking of the NFL, um, Dennis Allen, the head coach of the Saints, mm-hmm. had a press conference today. Yeah, and he assured us that on week fifteen, which is what this is, that they've talked about finding more ways to use Alvin Kamara. And quote, allow him to be the playmaker he's been for us in the past. End quote. Good strategy, Dennis. Let's wait until week 15 when you are out of the playoff hunt to figure out how to get your best player the ball. Thank you. Glad you you guys talked about that. That'll work. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Sure, Saints fans were not terribly. Uh... Really earning those millions of dollars that you get paid to at 15 weeks into the season. Talk about getting your best player the ball. Good stuff. Certainly, um, we will keep you up to date with any news as it pertains to Mike Leach and Mississippi State football. Um, If you don't, please follow Super Talk or Sports Talk, M-I-S-S, on Twitter. Uh, of course, Super Talk News will have uh, any updates that are there as well. Uh, genuinely, we want to say thank you to all of you that have uh, been with us this afternoon. Uh, certainly an atypical Monday show, uh, dealing with um, the news of Mike Leach being in critical condition and uh, at UMMC in Jackson. Uh, we offer our thoughts, our prayers, Um, And sometimes that's a a flippant statement when you hear it. But I think Mike Leach has been on the minds of most of the state of Mississippi for the last 24 hours. And hopefully it will stay that way. Continuing to uh, pray for a miracle as the head coach of the Bulldogs is fighting for his life. Thank you for being with us on this Monday afternoon in the Pearl River Resort Studios. For Michael Borky and Brian Haydad, I'm Richard Cross. Good night. 
Running a business is tough. If you're struggling with HR benefits and payroll, you're not alone. Many businesses just don't have the resources to keep up. That's where MWG Employer Services comes in. We provide a full range of employer services with everything from payroll to benefits to HR services and compliance and can create a custom plan that fits your needs and budget. We're a Mississippi-based company that can help you focus on what you do best, growing your business. Call MWG Employer Services today at 601-206-7966 or go to MWG Employer Services A Super Talk Mississippi media production.